Welcome to the Nurture Flow Podcast, the podcast that focuses on the flow of new leads into your business, nurturing your tribe, life as a digital business owner, and taking care of your mental health. And now, please welcome your host, Matt Davies. Hey friends, Matt here. Let's have a talk about who your audience are and how you can define them. Before you create content, marketing funnels, and adverts that promote your products or services, you need to do your research. By this, I mean that you need to define the audience that you'll be targeting and what it is that they actually want. If you're not taking the time to define your audience and understand what it is that they want, then you're just guessing. And that's not a smart strategy for anyone. The best way to do this is through creating a client avatar or persona. A client avatar allows you to give your audience a persona and to think about their pain points, goals, and potential objections. Finding out the why of your potential customers enables you to create and deliver great content that brings value and solutions to their challenges. Your first step is to do some research. Now, research definitely isn't a sexy topic. I'm not going to sit here and pretend it is whilst I'm talking to you today. However, it truly does have the potential to make or break your business. If you have existing clients who fit the demographic of the audience that you intend to target, you can talk to them. That's groundbreaking, right? Taking the time to talk to your customers who are already spending money on your products or services will help you to listen to any problems they have, and most importantly, find out their why. Pick up the phone and give them a call. Ask questions, talk to them, be a human being, and have a great conversation. If you're allergic to the phone, you can set this up using a survey that you email out to your customers. Google Forms is a solid free option for creating and running a survey. SurveyMonkey are also a good option for small surveys, but just be careful if you get over 100 responses, as it's very expensive to pay monthly. That's a little trap that Mel and I fell into when we didn't properly read the small print. No one's perfect, right? Finally, if you know where your ideal audience hang out online, you can look at the problems, issues, and goals that they talk about. This could be a Facebook group, an industry forum, comments on blog posts, or even book reviews on Amazon. It's amazing just how much data you can find when you take the time to look for it. And this is one of those times where you should be avoiding shortcuts and doing the legwork because it will pay off. Don't forget about Reddit, which is a great resource. There are so many subreddits on various topics that you'll nearly always find something useful. Personally, I like to collect my research into a folder on my computer and then to back this up online. I'll have a mixture of notes from conversations with customers, the results of surveys that we've emailed, surveys or polls from our Facebook group, and also content saved from online research. And as a tip with that online research, don't just save a link to a forum thread or post. It's all too easy for a website or post to disappear in the future. Instead, install a browser add-on that will take a full page screenshot and save it as a PDF or PNG file. Now you'll have a static file that saves the data that's important to you and you won't lose it in the future. And I can tell you from experience how utterly frustrating it is when you try and go back to a great piece of data or information that you found only to find that the website's now offline or the forum thread was deleted. Your next step is to create your client avatar. So your new client avatar is going to focus on five key areas and let's walk through these together. Number one, information and demographics. This is where you give your avatar a persona. It doesn't have to be a real person. It can be entirely fictional, as long as you're basing it on your knowledge and data from your research. For demographics, you'll include name, age, gender, and location. You can also consider other fields such as marital status, occupation, or perhaps if your persona has children. 
The idea is that you're creating a persona that you can understand and identify with. Here's an example that I might use. Name, John Smith. Age, 42. Gender, male. Location, Boston, USA. Occupation, digital agency owner. Marital status, married. Children, two, both under the age of 10. So John would be a digital agency owner with typically around five to 10 years of experience running his own digital agency. Before this, he worked for others and carried out some freelance work honing his craft. John is married and has two children. Why is this important information for me? Because I know that this is one of the main things that motivates John for success. If I can create products that will help John to get success faster and to give him more time to spend with the family that he loves, John will pay me for those products. When you write copy, create a video, or record a podcast, you can imagine that you're talking directly to the persona that you've created. It gives you a powerful ability to speak in your audience's language, explaining things in a way that they understand. I like to create all of the content for our business and the episodes for this podcast as if you're sitting on the other side of my desk. It's important to me that we both feel like we're having a conversation with each other. Two, goals and values. You want to consider the goals and values of the client avatar that you're creating. For example, you can think about what motivates them, what goals do they have in their business or personal life, what really important values do they have, what is their why. And this should be something that you can answer from the research that you've carried out and also your knowledge in your specific niche or niche as you might say in America. A common motivating goal for a business owner will be to provide a better life for their family just like I mentioned in the example with John previously. Once you've finished working through this information, you'll have a list of goals and values. An example of a goal might be to scale the business and bring in more staff to enable the client to focus on important tasks. Whereas a value might be one or more hours of professional development for all team members each week. Three, sources of information. Where does the persona in your client avatar get their information from? By understanding how they access and consume information, you gain knowledge of how to capture and hold their attention. You'll also know where you need to place your adverts. Sneaky, huh? Here are some example information sources to get you thinking. Books, magazines, blogs and websites, events and conferences, industry gurus, and social media. When thinking about the answers for each of these sections, it's a good idea to use what some call the but no one else would strategy. The idea with this strategy is to find the information sources that your ideal customer will be attracted to, but no one else would. This means that you'll be creating sentences like these. My perfect client would read book, but no one else would. My perfect client would visit event, but no one else would. My perfect client would comment on blog, but no one else would. Let me give you an example. If we think about football or soccer, as you may know it elsewhere in the world, most people in the world have heard of Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a superstar and he's a well-known footballer. If you were targeting the football niche or niche, you'd want to pick someone more obscure. For example, the captain of Liverpool, Jordan Henderson. People outside of football don't know of him, but people who are interested in football, they do know who he is. Taking these steps allow you to focus on your ideal customer's persona rather than people who wouldn't be interested in your products or services. Why is this important? Because you want to be able to capture the attention of just the people who are your ideal target audience. Let me give you an example of where this fails online, which I saw just yesterday. Volvo UK have a Facebook advert running right now, offering a monthly subscription for an electric car. 
The advertising copy for this advert was not great, and it suggested that the car was available from only £999 per month. That's the equivalent of around $1,300. Yes, it's more than the average mortgage or rent costs in most of the world, and certainly much of the UK. Every single reply and comment on this advert were from people who were stunned at the offer. It made zero sense to anyone who saw the advert. Even without a pandemic and a potential global recession, it's crazy to be showing that advert to people who are bulking at the monthly price point. Don't be like Volvo. Take the time to understand your audience and you can effectively target the right message to the right people. Four, pain points and challenges. You need to think about what sort of pain points or challenges your avatar faces in their business and personal life. This should be something you can answer from your knowledge or research. An example of a pain point might be worried about losing business to competitors who are more visible online. An example of a challenge might be training staff and keeping hold of the best performers. Everything that you create for your business should focus on the particular pain points that your audience has. It's not about you, it's about them. That means you'll be talking about them rather than we and I on your website. Really, really important to remember that. And this will define your website copy blog posts, marketing funnels, emails, sales pages, podcasts, videos, and more. Understanding the pain points and challenges that your potential customers face will help you to create content and stories that they can identify with. You'll engage and captivate your audience, deliver value for education, and position your products or services as the ideal solution. Five, objections and business role. Finally, you should now consider any potential objections that your client's avatar might have, as well as their role in the buying process. Now we'll keep this as B2B or business to business for the moment, since most of our audience are agency owners, designers, marketers or freelancers who are selling services to other businesses. When targeting businesses, you want to be focusing on a decision maker, someone who actually has the capacity to say yes and move things forwards. Targeting anyone else could lead to wasted time, effort and money. What sort of objections would that person have when considering your products or services? What would stop them from making a purchase today? Here's some examples of objections and considerations. Does the service fit our current business model? How will we track the return on our investment? We've tried this before and it didn't work for us. It's too expensive. And note on the last one, that is not an objection. It's a problem and it's their problem. My friend Mike Killen wrote a great article about this. I'll link it in the show notes. By understanding your audience's potential objections, you have the tools to create content that overcomes these objections. It's a very powerful thing to know and understand how your audience makes decisions as it will make your content, your marketing funnels and your advertising more effective. It's time for you to get started. So we've had a talk about what goes into a client avatar. Now it's time for you to get started and to create one for your business. If you work as part of a team in your business, schedule in some time this week where you can all sit down together and create a client's avatar. And don't be afraid to create more than one client avatar. There are often multiple personas who form part of the ideal audience for your products or services. As an example, Mel and I have five different client avatars that cover the types of customers who purchase funnel packs from our business. And this podcast has three different listener avatars. Yes, I changed the name there as it sounded nicer than client but it's the same principle. So you can create as many client avatars as you need. The only thing holding you back right now is the urge that you have to load up cat videos on YouTube. I'd love to hear about the client avatars that you create. 
feel free to reach out to me on our website, nurtureflow.com, if you'd like to share them. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to subscribe in your podcast player of choice. I'd also be honored if you'd consider leaving a rating or a review if you feel the content's been valuable to you. Have a great day ahead. You're awesome. Take care.